Welcome to another exciting episode of Sales Masterclass, where each episode we bring you the top sales performers from the best-in-class sales force. We share their thoughts and ideas on what makes them successful. I am your host, Simon Chan. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Sales Masterclass. Today, my guest, Wade, I have such a catch today. My guest today is Mike Lamberjacy. There it is, Lamberjacy. Is that right, Mike? <laughs> yep, that's right. Mike Lamberjacy. <laughs> you're right. Say it with your hands because you're Italian. It makes it so much easier. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mimicking you with my hands right now. So, this is great because I got Mike on the on on the on our podcast today, and Mike was the rep of the year 2016. Congratulations, Mike. Thank you. Last year, you came in top three again. I mean, you just have some great successes. And and by my calculations, Mike, quite honestly, because these podcasts usually last about 25 minutes or so, uh, that time I probably would owe you about $18,462. <laughs> <laughs> not that much i, I wish <laughs> well thank you for for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on this podcast <laughs> thank you for having me i greatly appreciate it no so mike so 2016 rep of the year 2017 again top three again i mean you've just been a, what what is your secret sauce man what is what is it that you do that has made you so successful these past couple of years so everyone it's actually really funny because anyone that you talk to always asks what is the secret sauce, right? Right. And I, honestly, there's not a secret sauce. I'm no no more special than anybody else by any means. You are being humble. I, You're being humble. No, You're being no. Humble. Honestly, like there's nothing specific that makes me better than anybody else that works for our company or just in the industry in general. I kid you not. It's just that I always wake up every day and I work my ass off all day long and. I like to think that I'm very efficient, so maybe that's something I do a little bit better. Absolutely. But outside of that, I'm no more special than anybody else. <laughs> you're being you're being you're being very humble because Mike, I've I've had time to I spent time with you at trade shows. I spent time with you at our meetings, and you are always so open. You're always so smart about what you do strategically. You you plan it. You you have answers. You know exactly where you are. I mean, you are just. Maybe efficiency is your superpower. It's it's pretty amazing. Maybe I uh, I like to think I get a lot done in the day. Maybe I mean I'm not in anyone else's shoes, so maybe I get to do more in eight hour day than everybody else. But like I said, I, I don't feel like there's anything specifically special about me. I'm no different than anybody else. I think I just utilize my time pretty effectively. Well, let me let me ask you this because there is a new crop of of you guys coming the young. Dayton, Dayton graduates, uh, sales professionals. Yeah. You guys, you guys are. I mean, in that room, when I sit in the room with you guys, I am, I am in awe with the talent that we have picked up from 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 that university and your sales, because you graduate with a with a sales degree. Is that correct? Yeah, I. Uh, so technically, it was like a a specialization, if you will, in sales, but. Um, yeah, it, it was awesome. Starting in college, literally doing sales calls, understanding the sales process. Um, I, I think that's definitely helped by you know making me experienced in sales at such a young age and being able to take that theory to practice in college and then again in the real world uh, after graduation. I think has been uh, just crazy valuable. 
That's that's great because I I look at the crop of 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 you graduate. How many years ago was that, uh, Mike? I graduated about three and a half, four years ago. Wow! So that short amount of time, you have come into Henry Shine. You've come to this company, and literally within a couple of years, win rep of the year, and always consistently top top of the company. That is a, uh, that's amazing, Mike. That's just an, I'm so oh I'm in awe. I'm absolutely in awe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I've been doing this for like 20 plus years, and I'm looking at how how successful you guys are. Do you think the school, the training that you had at school, has attributed quite a, quite a bit? Is it your again your work ethic? Is it what what did you learn? Yeah. So I think um, I think that education was incredibly valuable because a lot of people. Um, especially at a young age, that they're like afraid of going into sales, right? Everyone has that negative connotation of, oh, I'm going to go into sales. Like, I don't want to be a used car salesperson, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's not um, what it is, though. And, and that's everyone's connotation. But so what we learned at such a young age at Dayton was what true, like, business-to-business consultative salespeople look like and understanding the, the sales process specifically, um, I think, really just helped to, you know, set the framework for my ability to grow in the company. Because um, you, you understand that theory versus so many people, like I said, they're afraid of getting into sales. So they they kind of like don't allow themselves to do it. And they find themselves just figuring it out, trying to sell the product. But sales isn't about the product specifically. It's about understanding the sales process. Right. And us understanding that framework from the very beginning, I think, is... Uh, really come a long way and that's why you see a lot of the Dayton grads uh, performing at a pretty high level within Shine. Well that, that's wow that's great so the foundation that you guys got from from the university and from the school uh, has led to this great success right? Yeah I completely agree I think that it uh, has definitely helped to pave the way. I think part of it also Mike from my observations of you I think one of your other strengths, besides, like you said, you're efficient and, and you do all that, is uh, you have this natural ability for people to like you in that in, 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 we're in a meeting and you challenge, you ask questions, like you challenge when people bring things up and you're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. But you challenge them, but you challenge them in a professional way. You don't challenge them and say, oh God, that guy sounds like a jerk. You actually challenge and ask very intelligent, the way you present yourself uh, I, I, I just remember seeing you in these meetings and you ask these questions that people are afraid to ask. You're fearless in that sense. Do you find that that's kind of one of your, your abilities too? Yeah, and, and I, uh, I would say that I always crave that, uh, that knowledge and understanding and, and that's partially why I'm asking those questions. It's, it's funny that you say uh, the, the way I come off in those situations because I always feel like everyone in the room is like, oh, Mike, not again, stop asking questions. <laughs> Um, but but selfishly, I mean, we're we're taking time away from our territory. Whenever we're in a training, I, I want to get the most out of it. So, um, I, but like I said, I crave that knowledge and understanding, and that that's the type of stuff where you're you you take that understanding and you're applying it to a real world meeting when you're in front of a doctor, for example. And if you truly understand something, you're able to say it with conviction. So, um, I feel like saying something with conviction to a doctor goes a really long way. So, 
I think that's uh, partially why I'm always asking those questions and I'm fearless in that sense. <laughs> well, the way you ask it, though, the way you, you're very eloquent when you, again, you challenge the establishment or you challenge the question in general. And then, but the way you ask it is very, uh, it's like the challenger sale we talk about, right? It's very, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you put it on another level, but very professional. Do you find that, does that translate to the way you talk to your, maybe your FSCs or to your doctors? Totally. Yeah. I, I, uh, if you look at different sales types, I'm without question a challenger. Um, and, and that's just the way I am. I, I'm always uh, kind of almost playing devil's advocate, trying to get people to really understand why they want something and or, or why they're explaining something the way they are. So I definitely feel that uh, I do that in every aspect of my life, not even just um, in front of a doctor with my FSCs. I mean, I do that with my parents and my girlfriend and all that type of stuff as well. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Mike, what do you think you're, you're most passionate about? What are some of your passions? So, um, I, I would say that I, I love sports and I love winning. And um, one of the most ironic parts about that is I, I grew up in Cleveland and I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Um, <laughs> they don't win much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's but, tough. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but so I'm definitely passionate about that, and I'm passionate about um, just like like being happy and like recognizing that I work for the ability to do things that I love as well, right? And yeah. I enjoy my job quite a bit, but you know, you don't want to always work for the weekend. You, you want to enjoy what you do, but also enjoy the weekend um, and have options. So I, I really am passionate about getting my work done and enjoying what I do in that process and then literally being able to do anything. Life is about having options, whether you want to sit and watch TV and do nothing or whether you want to go uh, climb a mountain or do a triathlon or whatever you want to do. I, I just love having that ability to literally do anything. I wish I love because your success has led you to, you know, living in Manhattan Beach, right? And being able to... Huntington Beach, but Huntington yeah. Beach. It's Huntington <laughs> Beach. <laughs> One of the beaches, you know? And yeah. you can enjoy the the the, the, uh, the fruits of your labor. You, you work hard and you can enjoy that. And that's absolute, That's why success begets success in all aspects of life. You know what I mean? Yep. Completely agree with you. So, you, I look at you and Tony. And, and, and uh, the listeners I don't know, Tony uh, uh, Benuzzi is also... who. I think he won rep of the year last year, right? 2017. He did, yeah. He, he stole it. Me. He stole it. He stole it from you. You guys technically work in the same territory, correct? Yes. So you guys, you guys are like kind of like Batman and Robin, quite honestly, right? <laughs> hey. who's, <laughs> who's Batman? Who's Robin? Is the question, you know? As much um, as I hate to admit it, last year Tony was probably Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, when, when I when, when Tony does the podcast, I'll let him know that for sure. But um, <laughs> um, how is it when I mean you guys are you guys are both just great guys, but competitive. I can tell you guys are ultra competitive. How does <laughs> how does that work? How does that how does that relationship that cooperation work? If you guys are basically working the same territory, have the same have the same position really, and you're kind of fighting for the same piece of pie. Yeah, it's uh, it is one of the most interesting dynamics that I never thought I would find myself in. Quite frankly, um, Tony and I are really great friends. I mean, I, I love hanging out with him. We talk all the time, 
And it's interesting because we, we have so many connections outside of work even that that's mostly what we talk about because we have an understanding that if we're both so competitive. If I mean, we'll talk about work, but if we get too in-depth on work, we're just going to piss each other off. So, <laughs> so we, uh, we actually don't talk too much about work um, and, and we just really get along on the same level um, person to person, which is great. And um, we there, there's enough business out there for both of us to be wildly successful, which is a great thing. And um, we just have an understanding that we're both so competitive. We're going to step on each other's toes from time to time, but right. uh, we're going to utilize our friendship as the basis of that and, and work through it, whatever the situation may be. So um, it, it pains me to say that he, he got... Uh, he got that Batman crown this past year, but uh, I, I like to think that I'm going to steal it back from him this year. I love it. I love it. So I think that's what drives you guys is that you both uh, push each other to be better. You don't, yeah. you, don't, you, don't bring up, you don't make each other worse. You don't try to sabotage each other, but you guys push each other to, to be better. And that's why the success of both of, the, of you guys in that territory has been, has been envious. I mean, everyone's just like, wow, what are these guys doing over there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think uh, for you? Uh, I always talk about mentors uh, because people should have mentors inside of the company. People should have mentors outside of the company. Who do you, who do you think are your mentors? Or who do you, who do you consider your mentors? Yeah. So, um, I, I have a few different mentors, and some of them are in different capacities. Um, one of them, we were ironically talking about the uh, University of Dayton and that sales program. Um, the the sales professor there, Tony Kristovic, is and has been uh, one of my biggest mentors from the start of college. Um, just when I first got to meet him, I mean, he he kind of lived the life that I, I wanted to live, um, and, really? and just like yeah, just just motivated me and made me passionate about sales and understanding it and and what that can bring you. Um, just like I said, with having options and everything. So he's definitely been a big mentor to me. Um, I, it's uh, it's interesting. My my manager Gary um, has he's a pain in the butt sometimes, <laughs> and I tell him that to his face. But um, he he has become a mentor to me as well. And, and actually, I would say that Tony would feel the same way because um, I'll never forget um, the first year or two of. Uh, me being with Shine Gary every Monday morning at 7 a.m. used to have Tony and I meet with him. One of us was at 7, the other was at 7.30. And man, did we hate that. <laughs> uh, because it was just so over the top. We'd have to come up with our pipeline and, and just understand our goals. And, and he literally like whipped us into shape to become really good salespeople. And... Um, Man, it was miserable, but I'm so thankful that he did. And I think Tony, like I said, would say the exact same thing because uh, we have both um, just kind of built all of his teachings into what we do on a daily basis, which is great. Um, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, very difficult, but <laughs> it was very valuable to say the least. Um, and I'll finish off with two more. Um, one of my really good buddies, Adam Bozeman, who's a, a DTS as well, um, yep. he has become a mentor to me in a way, and, and it's really? funny because he'd probably wow. say that I'm a mentor to him as well. Sure, absolutely. Um, and, and it's interesting because we just, we're talking about the challenger sale, he and I just challenge each other and are always working together to become who we want to be, both uh, from, from a work level and a personal level. Um, so, so I would say Adam, and then uh, last but not least, my dad. He is... Uh, 
my, my dad's the most resilient person in the world, quite frankly. He uh, he probably should have died like 10 times, honestly. He's had oh. illnesses, he, uh, all this different stuff, and, and he consistently gets back up, works through whatever it is, and keeps going. And it's, it is incredible. Um, and that's funny because I've thought this my entire life. I actually, my like senior paper in high school uh-huh. wrote, wrote all about my dad's resilience. And uh, I, I continuously believe that um, and, and truly um, think that he's had a big impact on the way I operate on a daily basis, just seeing what it takes to get shut down and then get back up and keep going. That's amazing. I, I love the fact that, like, you know, you again, you have your mentors outside, right? You have your professor outside of work that you can always go back to. You have your mm-hmm. mentors in work, you know, with Adam and, and with Gary that you can, you know, bounce things off of because they understand the situation. And then you have the life lessons of your dad, the resilience, the get back up, don't let anything get you down, like kind of kind of uh, a life lesson and, and mentorship. That's You're lucky, man. You're really blessed. That's I, pretty... I completely it, agree. I'm very fortunate to say the least. Yeah, I'm... I'm I mean, on, on a lot of things. Do you think that's why? How do you handle them? That, that resiliency, that 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 bounce back when you go to a doctor's office and they're like, "No, I want to buy from Tony." No, I'm just kidding. When you go to the <laughs> when you go to the office and they're like, "No," or you know, we, we go up against you know certain competitors that are undercutting us or those. How do you bounce back from that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think um, I think part of that's come over time, just with experience and me truly understanding and and believing that. I have the best solution for the doctor. And it's all about changing the conversation because if you're just selling a product, then you're replaceable. I mean, sales is not about the product and right. especially in our role and the way that the dental world has shifted today, we're not the only people that sell the exact same product. So they can buy that same product at a lower price elsewhere most of the time. But we provide way more than that and the doctors buying me and who I am every single time and there's value in that they I mean there's a reason and I like to throw it back at them there's a reason that they're not the lowest priced crown for example in the entire city I guarantee they're not what what do they do differently and I throw that back at them and challenge them as to why I'm worth an extra couple hundred dollars for example that's uh, that's a great nugget and to the listeners out there I and mean, whatever industry that you are in you're absolutely right mike in that the value is not in the product because anyone can sell a widget the value is mm-hmm. in you the value is in what you bring to the office what you bring to the client and that's i mean that's just we got to remember that every single day because we i think a lot of people undervalue themselves totally completely agree and and that's one of the hardest things to do is place value on yourself because uh, i mean don't get me wrong, it, it takes time to build that up, but the the experience has helped to give me that confidence to say that and truly believe it and say it with conviction to an office. Um, and, and realistically, that helps to keep your margins higher. It helps to win the deal over your competitors and just get the buy-in to you mm. as the salesperson. That's absolutely right. So I want to change gears a little bit, Mike, because I've talked about how great you are and everything. Give me a time. I want to hear about a time when you had a failure. I know it never really happens to you at bars and stuff, but I mean, in, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but um, give me a time. Can you remember a time or story of when you had a failure in your life? Yeah. Um, a few times, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I've failed at bars plenty of times, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, honestly, um, 
we we were talking about how uh, Tony got that Batman crown this past year. Yes. Um, honestly, this past year, I look at it as don't get me wrong. I, I'm not disappointed in my performance, but in a way, I I failed because I didn't achieve my goals and. Mm. Uh, I can't control what other people do, so so it's not really a fact of Tony beating me. It's more of that my goals that I set out for, I didn't accomplish them all. Um, and that's really a failure because I can only control what I can do. Right, um, right. So I, I, quite frankly, just came off of a failure this past year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hardly call it a failure, but I, I believe in what you're saying is like, uh, where you wanted to be number one, obviously, again, mm-hmm. and you wanted to, you know, you wanted to repeat as champions, like the, like the Lakers or what have you, and or the Cleveland Browns. Uh, never mind. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but but you wanted, but that failure to you is part of that competitiveness. It's not a failure, like oh, you were, you know, you, you didn't get the win or you didn't get the crown. I mean, you didn't get the sale. It really is that you didn't hit your own personal goals. Right. Uh, ultimately, like I said, you can't control what other people do. Um, and, and I'm nothing but happy for the, the, the ones that beat me, which is great. Um, I, I, it wouldn't have made sense for me to try and hold them back. Ultimately, it's just a matter of I didn't achieve what I wanted to accomplish. And I think sec- success is measured on each individual person's basis. So right. um, failures are the same capacity because I put my goals out and, and I do every year. I clearly define what I want to accomplish, uh, both from a professional standpoint and from a personal standpoint. Um, and professionally, uh, I think leads into the personal goals and I accomplished a lot of the personal goals, but professionally I, I didn't get to where I wanted to be. And I think that, um, sells me short on the personal goals as well. Cause they're correlated. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I love that. And so what do you think that you're going to do differently this year? How do you learn from that failure? And I don't, again, I don't consider it a failure, but you called it a failure. How do you, how do you move? How do you step up from there then? Yeah. Um, I think that it's a few different things and, um, it's, it's interesting because just, uh, having that failure under your belt, I feel like, uh, puts another chip on your shoulder. So I, I feel like I wake up every day just with that chip on my shoulder, knowing, God, I hate the way that feels, and I, <laughs> I want to change it. So that's what I'm working on every day, and part of that is sharpening my saw to get better, um, both just get it, tweaking the process, being more efficient than I already am. You can always continue to improve, um, and quite frankly, I, I didn't have as thorough of an understanding on the, the CAD CAM product line as I should have last year. Um, and like I said, saying things with conviction to offices and having a good understanding of um, the products that we sell innately mm. um, goes a long way. So I think I've been working on that, like to to have a tremendous growth in that segment. Um, and like I said, just being more efficient in general because we we carry a big bag. I mean it it takes a it takes a lot. Um, to get all of the numbers where we need them to be, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, trying to make the most of my eight hours every day, I, I think, uh, goes a long way. And having personal goals um, to that that wake you up every day and get you out of bed and motivated um, help to, like I said, correlate those and um, make it worthwhile if you can accomplish all of your goals. I love it. Mike, you've been awesome. So, hey, on this last question, I want to ask you, if if we have new DTSs, new salespeople out there that are joining the sales ranks, that are just starting off, uh, if you could give yourself, you know, your own, if you could travel back in time and give yourself advice, what would be some, one of the most, couple of the most uh, important 
advice that you can give to just new people or yourself starting off? Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's interesting looking back because uh, it's a long road. Recognize that um, success doesn't come overnight. Yes. It, It takes a long time to build it, and especially if you're coming right out of college, um, following my path. One of the biggest things that uh, was eye-opening to me is coming right out of college, my entire life has basically been in like four-month segments, be it semesters or high schools or summers, whatever it is. You get immediate feedback after like four months. And with this job, you don't. It's 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 a full year at least. So be patient. Understand that you're going to have failures and successes, little uh, uh, valleys and peaks within the year. And um, just get used to not having immediate feedback, but recognize that you need to have your goals and, and be motivated on a daily basis to get up and, and know what that end goal is a year from now. So you have to be patient and you have to just go out and get it and be um, be humble and hungry is actually one of the things that Gary told me. Go out there, cold call if you're not busy, make yourself busy and um, recognize that if you stay on track to achieving your goal, you're going to get there. It's just a matter of doing it. You are amazing, Mike. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I can't, I cannot express how much. I mean, just the nuggets that you had on this podcast is just wonderful, and I hope all the listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. And thank you so much for your time, Mr. Mike. Thank you, Simon. Thanks for having uh, me. I appreciate uh, it. Oh, my pleasure. And to all the listeners out there, that was another episode of Sales Masterclass, and we appreciate you listening. And always remember, be good to your clients, but be better to your family. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sales Masterclass. I hope you enjoyed today's podcasting guest. Please be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. I'm your host, Simon Chan, wishing you health, happiness, and prosperity. What y'all want to do? Want to be ballers, shot callers, brawlers, who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers, on the low from the Jake and the Taurus, trying to get my hands on some grants like Horace.